Hello, Lewis Black here. And before I start my rantcast, um, I, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to be hitting the road. That's right. On September 21st, I'm going to be back out on tour. And it all begins in Victoria, Canada, and then goes on to Vancouver, Canada, and then goes on to Spokane, Washington. The next week, it all happens in Ketchum, Idaho. I don't believe I've, I have not been there. It's the home of Sun Valley, and I'm quite excited about going there. I'm quite excited about also that week returning finally to uh, Salt Lake City. It's been too long. Go to lewisblack.com. I'll be in Cleveland. I'll be in uh, Cincinnati. I'm going to Biloxi, back to Biloxi, Mississippi. I could go on and on and on, but check out the website, lewisblack.com. Uh, please come out and join me. And if you, if you hear this, uh, what I'm, you know, the, the, this announcement, tell others, tell them to go to lewisblack.com if they're fans, or even if they're not fans and they're looking for something to do, point it out to them. And you tell someone, and then they'll tell someone, and then they'll tell someone. And by the time it gets to the last person, they'll show up in another city that I won't even be performing at. And I hope that they enjoy whatever show they see at that theater. Um, I really look forward to getting out of this cable access studio and coming out and seeing people again. Uh, I am losing my mind here. I'll be back in a moment with the Randcast. This could... It could all go horribly wrong at any minute. Hello there, and welcome to the 145th edition of Lewis Black's Rantcast, entitled Jetlag. And so uh, that's where I'm at. I am in the midst of Jetlag, and I'm infusing this edition of the Rantcast with false enthusiasm and punching it up with some energy that really doesn't exist in order to give you a sense that, uh, boy, he's really giving it his all. And he, uh, and I'm trying to brighten it up, but it's not, gonna, I, mean, I don't know how long I'm going to last. The, the whole week I thought, boy, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. Yesterday I did a version of this and I just watched it and I said, I got to do it again because it was like, and it was good. I actually think it was pretty good, but you were going to go, you know, you'd be watching and go, God, he's going to fall asleep here. And there was another possibility that I would fall asleep. I was just kind of very, it almost sounded melancholy in a way because of the jet lag. And so uh, I'm trying to, you know, perk it all up a bit. And and the problem with perking it up is I'm not a fucking a perky person. (laughs) And I don't know how long I can sustain this. You know, I think uh, jet lag too is an apt title for uh, returning here and watching again where the country is at and realizing, good God, that's maybe that's where we are as a people. We are jet fucking lag. Huh? Maybe that's it. We kind of got to 1950, uh, the big plane that we were on, this big, big planet we were, the, you know, rolling around on and they, they, we landed and uh, and we just worn out. So getting into the, you know, this next century, we are, we're not even there yet. Maybe, I mean, we just said 1950, we're here. We're going to, we really want to stay here. We, we're going to take a nap and then maybe we'll make up and get, get going. We haven't. Okay, we're still going through the same shit that we went through in the 50s and trying to get it ironed out. And we kind of tried to deal with it in the 60s. And now we're going back and we're going, no, but we're really tired. We want to go back to what it was when everything was white. <laughs> you know, I'm, come on. 
I think it's a, you know, I think it's an apropos title for the state I'm in and the state the country is in. And let me tell you, I'm tired because I just came back. If you, if you listen to the Rancaps, I just came back from Ireland and I was there for a, a bit. I had a, a, a terrific uh, time in uh, time there. Just exceptional. If, if you're kind of wondering, should I leave the country? Get the fuck out of here. All right. And no better time than now. You just get a sense to go to a place where there's a uh, there's a feeling that there's more to life than than fucking arguing every goddamn day and coming up with, are we going to do this? Are we going to do that? Which is really the thing we should be doing. You know, arguing realities is what we're doing. Other countries don't do that. All right. It'll be I can guarantee it'll be a pleasure for you to be somewhere where you don't have to listen to people arguing about what reality they're living in at all, where they kind of accept the fact that they're, they've agreed on a reality. We used to, okay? And as nuts as it was before, I've, I've always said, you know, you think it was crazy today, wait until tomorrow, but whew, it is, uh, it's past a place that I even thought was possible. Yeah, well, let's not really debate ideas. Let's debate what fucking reality we're in. And it's exhausting for people. And it exhausts the children. And it exhausts the teachers. And it exhausts all of us. Okay? Um, and so go to a place like Ireland. Okay? Nothing beats it. I was so, I thought, you know, how do I celebrate that big birthday I had? How do you do it? And I thought, well, one of the ways is to get over to Ireland a little earlier than I was expecting on my birthday to sit down with a big, uh, you know, pint of Guinness and, and start the, the next round of my life with that, you know, with a, with a bit of Guinness in me tummy. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, uh, and I will say it gave me a sense of joy sitting there and looking around and hearing those, hearing, hearing those voices that speak in English but not going, hey, you go fuck yourself, you son of a bitch, because I believe this, and you're a piece of shit because you don't like my guy, and you should really like my guy. And we got two guys running for the presidency, and we have 157 years between them, and, uh, and, we, and, and nobody wants them to be president. Nobody. There's so 60 other people, but 60% of the American people don't want either of them, Okay. Why? Because they're too fucking old, just too old. And they're arguing about, and of course, the Democrats are yelling about the ghost of Christmas past that they've got in the White House. They're, well, you know, uh, now, they're down there, now they're whining that he's too old. You, got, you know, he's, what are you going to do, guys? You, what, change his age? Do you have somebody? But they, uh, they you know, only the, only the Democrats could have an 80-year-old guy and say he's too old and not say that the guy who he might be running against, depending on the amount of indictments uh, that might come up, if they're more, if he's guilty, if, uh, if, he, you know, if he blows the, uh, the thing where he's supposed to keep shh, quiet and not uh, kind of go overboard in his tweets or anything else or attacking people or trying to, to fuck with the jury pool. Uh, <laughs> he's 77. Huh? So instead of going after, the, they go after their own guy instead of turning around and going, well, you know, look at how old he is. And everybody knows they're both too old. And it's, it's high time we figured it out.
And I'm sick and fucking tired to come back here. Well, you know, we got this inflation and what we're going to do is ask people the questions who are running for office about what exactly they're going to do, what it is exactly they're going to do. And once you get the information about what they're going to do as reporters, as people who are supposed to get us information, sit down and figure out if, if what they're doing is even possible. And if it is, go fuck. Yeah, let's do it. But instead, we got a bunch of people going Hong Kong, quack, quack. No. Look, we may not deal, you know, we may not agree on realities, but we certainly know how to ask a question, get an answer, and move forward to try to figure out if we can do that. And look for some fucking answers. As opposed to looking for some goddamn, I think this, I think that. This is what I think about what the candidate said. Fucking do homework. Ask the question of the candidate. They're the one that's running, and you're the one. And see, I'm already, I'm already back knee deep in the shit. I was over there. I was happy. I was smiling. Uh, I, I was not pumping Guinness into my veins like there was no tomorrow. I didn't have to, because I was, I was just genuinely happy to be, be gone from this madness. It is refreshing and joyful. And I'm back right in the midst of it. And I'm back with my Baltimore Orioles. Huh? Look at that. I was very excited to get back. Uh, and, um, and they, of course, when I, I did, they, uh, my Kathleen Madigan's Cardinals beat them a few times. And, and now Tampa Bay has uh, beat them three times in a row. And uh, I'm at this point today where uh, I think Tampa Bay's tied for first with them. And uh, they'd been ahead all, all year. And I left them. Maybe they were a little upset. I, I have to realize I've, 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 to be happy with what, what, what I've, where the team is at. Because they are fun. They are exciting. And it's been years, really, since uh, I've been able to take this kind of joy from a team. And, you know, and they really give it. Uh, you know, they're, they're young. They're exciting. They're fun. Um, and it's, it's a pleasure to watch. And they're competitive, which is really all I was hoping for. So zip it, Lou, and just enjoy the ride. Uh, you know, because, you know, I, I had the hope. I had a little bit of hope. And that'll always, that hope will always kind of be crushed. And as we saw in what was the most extravagant amount of hope ever delivered to a team, the New York Jets, who have been in the shitter for quite some time. And always snake bit. Now with Aaron Rodgers, I'm glad I missed this. You know, you know, one first down, second down, third down, boom, fourth down, he is down. A- ACL fucked, surgery out for the year. All, all of that hope. They were literally, um, they were pumping hope into a balloon. They were, were blowing that balloon up. You're blowing the hope balloon up. <laughs> Just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that you could see the words hope. Huge, massive burst right in front of them. And the, the, all of the, the bits of balloon falling on the 50-yard line. And it's, it's over. That's what happens when you pump too much hope into something, guys. I mean, I think uh, that's the way it is. And... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really, I mean, it's too bad because it was, it was making, it was giving New York a little bit of juice, which New York needs a bit of, to be pumped a little. And, um, uh, and Lord knows, uh, it's certainly going to be a, a, you know, well, we'll see. The second game's tomorrow. And, 
it's hard. This is the first time in a long time where uh, I've missed the the first game of the season, and uh, and kind of glad really that I missed more than the first game of the season. I uh, it was the the joy I had of missing Labor Day. I've not been out of the country. I'm always kind of around for Labor Day. I don't remember the last time I was gone, and boy, what a pick me up not to not to be coming toward Labor Day, which has always been like a oh he ho. Oh, um, my birthday, you're getting older. Now it's Labor Day. It's time to go back to school. No matter how old I get, I say it year after year after year. Uh, it, I am, no matter how old I am, that Labor Day rolls around and all I feel like is it's time to go back to school. Uh, I don't have the right pencils. And uh, this will be the 15th year that I'm using my lunchbox. And when am I going to get a new one? And uh, and the, and it's it's going to be fall way too soon. And those are the thoughts that run through my head, and I can feel the wind whistling in my head. As, as soon as the, I hear the words Labor Day, I hear the wind going, and the leaves are falling on the ground. And it, the next thing you can you can smell death in the air. Why? Because winter is coming. That's what fall means to me. So it was nice to be somewhere uh, where where I just I miss Labor Day. They don't have it, and uh, and in honor of Labor Day, the UAW is on strike, and we'll see where that leads. And uh, of course, they'll blame the president for that, and the uh, ghost of Christmas past will have to you know. Then we read all the it's the same thing. It all comes back to the same thing. They just you know it's like tea leaves every day uh, that have to be read. Because God knows we can't deal with deal with the reality in front of us because we don't have a reality to agree on, do we? Mm-mm. Nope. Amazing uh, with the football that uh, in Wisconsin, uh, they, they're so angry about uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. And uh, so a bar in Wisconsin said if the, if the Jets lost, that uh, the bar, all the drinks would be free that night. And the, the crowd got pumped and they really got super pumped when Aaron Rodgers went down. And boy, did they start to drink. And uh, I mean, Ireland apparently was the place you think drinking takes place. And uh, for years, it's been the, 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 the brunt of many jokes. But my God, Wisconsin has gone toe to toe with them for years without anybody noticing. And that night, by God, they said, wow. We're going to have these drinks for free. Aaron Rodgers isn't playing. The Jets are fucked. Drinky, 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 drinky. And everybody, you know, knocked out a huge bill. And boom, the Jets won. And they get fucked. Those folks just get fucked. It's only in Wisconsin would they make the offer. Only in Wisconsin would people take up the offer. Only in Wisconsin would they go overboard and only in Wisconsin would they all have a great night that they would never forget and then have to find a way to pay all this off. But it really is something. And that is something that uh, you, you, I, you wouldn't see in Ireland. You know, that's, uh, I don't think that would, would really occur there. Uh, it's what makes us unique in our own special psychotic little way. That's the, touch, the touches from time to time that we have. And, uh, but go there. I'm just telling you, go to Ireland. Uh, they've, they've got a, a culture that's years and years and years 
older than us. And it makes a big difference. It truly does. When you wander in a land and you're looking at castles that are 900 and 1,000 years old. And we've just, we've just started to piss in the pot. And we, and we think we've filled it up. Please, get a, get a grip. So uh, it's, uh, it's really, um, it really is a place to go. And uh, I'll stop repeating that. <laughs> I know that I'm lucky to have been able to have done it. And it was absolutely gorgeous. And I, we got very lucky in terms of the weather. Uh, I was able to perform in Dublin and get to wander that city. And uh, the city of writers, really, who all kind of seem to have left. I performed there in a, in a theater. The audience was j- just terrific and really a lot of fun. And it's another thing is the joy to do that there. And, and next week, uh, the, to continue my jet lag, I will be flying out to uh, Vancouver in a few days. And that's almost the, the same distance, or at least flight time-wise, as it is to, to, to come from Ireland. Uh, and it's, it's great to perform in, uh, in another country because they watch us like a live streaming show. And they look at us and they can't stop laughing. And so I can step in there and I don't have to worry about what side of the setup they're going to be on or what side of the joke they're going to be on. They get the joke. They get the joke way before uh, many audiences in the United States get the joke. They get it like that. There were some things that I read while I was there that uh, I can literally tell you that 30 seconds, 40 seconds before the laugh, they're 10 seconds in, they get the laugh, they get the laugh, they get the laugh. They get it because they don't carry the fucking idiotic baggage that we do, okay? And the baggage that we're carrying is not important and it's not vital. It gets in the way of the joke, gets in the way of our laughter, gets in the way of our sense of humor, and I am sick of it. And we as a country should be sick of it because that's something that we've lost, I believe, is a real sense of humor. And... uh, but boy, it's such a pleasure to be somewhere else. I was in Galway too. I performed, and I'd like to thank the folks who came out there, the hearty band of few who joined me in a, a comedy club there. The, I was at the Liberty Hall Theater, and thanks to them in Dublin, and the Roisin Du. I, I, I think I'm closer than I've been so far, and I'd like to thank Kevin and the gang there. Uh, for the, the pints of Guinness, I was able to to pop after the show and uh, and the and the shots of Irish. It made for uh, quite a night, my quite a quite a nice night. I was going to say quite a mic night. It made for a, a very nice night because it was uh, it was it, it was a very small house and uh, but I was they were they were also quite splendid. It was a good evening. I didn't have to worry about it. They get the setup. We we don't. Why? Because we are the setup. They know what the setup is, and it's us. I want to read a few things before I go here, uh, because they're important. Not because they're important, because they're fascinating. Some exciting news for especially uh, younger members of the audience, if this comes to pass. Japanese scientists announced they will conduct tr- clinical, clinical trials for a pioneering drug that can regrow human teeth which one researcher called every dentist dream. Yes, siri. And uh, instead of even, uh, if it doesn't work, uh, what they can do is take the pill and shove it in, in that area where the tooth would have been. It, if they can do that, 
Sure beats the shit out of an implant, I'll tell you that, and all of that struggle. But we seem to be moving along in that direction, and I'm sure that people who don't take the new COVID vaccine, and by God, I'm not going to take that. No siree, Bob. Those who, you know, that uh, they'll hop on this. That won't even bother them. They won't even think about it. Of course, I've been duped. I'm going to be taking it uh, because I'm going to be seeing uh, a ton of people along the way and traveling and... Uh, um, and I just think it's important so that I can continue to live with a quality of life that uh, is diminishing. And I don't want to diminish it any further. So I'm going to be duped. I'm just going to be another fucking dupe of the, the medical profession and big pharma, big pharma. <laughs> and there, there is big pharma and it is beyond belief. But that's got nothing to do as far as I'm concerned with Right now, getting a shot in my arm that that will will put me ahead in terms of dealing with something that I don't that I want to keep away from me, and uh, and it worked so far. And maybe it's because uh, everything's maybe I've just been lied to, top to bottom. Could be because I'm I'm in a, another reality from that reality, <laughs> and so uh, who knows? Also, let's finish with with this. Uh, for those of you looking for a candidate, someone I'm sure that you all follow, uh, convicted felon O.J. Simpson, is announced that he's very impressed thus far by GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy. That's right. This guy's on to something, said Simpson, who's 76, so you don't be listening to him either. All right? Yeah, Unbelievable. Boy, but OJ loves him. Well, okay, how, he's going to be great. Be, that would be the guy who'd be interested in Vivek. What up? I wouldn't even go. I've talked about him already. Uh, I don't want to give him any more time. No, totally undeserving. And how he ever got to run is beyond my comprehension. And I haven't got the time or the energy to look into it. Okay? So I look forward to seeing you all out there. I hope you can join me if you're in... Um, Vancouver, the, uh, Victoria, first off on the 21st, Vancouver, the 22nd, the 23rd, we'll be rolling into uh, Spokane, Washington, home of uh, my opening act. You'll be, uh, you'll see him gracing the stage, <laughs> Mr. Jeff Stilson. I look forward to being back out on the road. I've got some, uh, I think some re- new material you're going to enjoy. And uh, then it'll be on to Wednesday. I'll be in uh, Ketchum, Idaho. And then, uh, the Thursday, I will be in uh, Boise, followed by Salt Lake City. Mm-mm, been too long. And Grand Junction, Colorado. And uh, the next weekend of Friday, uh, I will be uh, following up with, uh, I guess it's the 5th of October. I'm, you can check that. Uh, I'll be at the, uh, uh, the Hard Rock, I believe it is, or the MGM. I'm going to be there. I'm, I don't know what they call it now, but I'll be there out in Vegas, and I'm excited about that, um, the Mirage, not the MGM. And then I'll be uh, also at uh, uh, Saturday in Escondido, which means hidden. So try to find me. And uh, uh, I look forward to those those shows too, all of them, because I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to get the fuck out, (laughs) out of here. And keep moving, because if you keep moving, it it becomes uh, a lot harder to hear the nonsense in the wind, because I'm moving fast, 
Not today, because I'm jet lagged. We all are. Hopefully we'll make it to the, the, the 21st century in my lifetime. That'll be exciting. Please join me there, <laughs> if you will. If you're, if you're interested, I look forward to seeing you there. And uh, I, I hope that you enjoy these rants that I'll be reading as much as I did, as I enjoyed reading them. And, uh, and that I want to thank you again for writing them in. Continue to do that, please. And, uh, and it, I, I can't tell you how honored I am to, to be a part of your lives in any small fashion. Uh, it means a lot to me. And it makes a difference in my life. So thank you. Hope your week is terrific. terrific. And to all of my Jewy Jewy friends, uh, enjoy these high holidays. And, uh, and Yom Kippur, it's a bitch. Yes, it is. Uh, so um, get through it. You break the fast. Enjoy some food. And uh, I'll be skipping it again next this year. And next year, too. Take care. Thanks. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Short, sweet, and to the point from my friend Rachel Peters. I've read an empire has an average lifespan of about 250 years. The USA was an interesting experiment, and I look forward to visiting the country of New England. Thank you, Rachel. Benjamin Schneider had a rant to share with us, and, and I, for one, am glad he did. Hillsborough County Schools curriculum restricts Shakespeare's plays I'm going to repeat that. Shakespeare's plays, it bears repeating, Shakespeare's plays due to sexual content. Lewis, these morons have decided that Shakespeare is now pornographic. I read Shakespeare in junior high, senior high in college, as did I, Benjamin. The only thing that I can think of as porn is Puck in Midsummer Night's Dream. The mischievous sprite was responsible for placing love dust in Lysander's eyes instead of Demetrius. These assholes in Florida have their heads so far up their asses that to, const that to construe Shakespeare's porn is like DeSantis calling Jesus too woke. Unbelievable.
I mean, seriously, unbelievable. I'll probably talk about this. It's, it's unbelievable. Shakespeare, too pornographic. Is, is anybody home? Does, does anybody realize how difficult it was uh, to try to decipher uh, the iambic pentameter and try to read that stuff? Even, even, even at Romeo and Juliet, uh, difficult. It, it was difficult. As simple as that is difficult for a kid to read. You'd think they get the pornography, the pornography of Shakespeare. You jackasses. It's just, it's beyond belief. You call yourself educators. Go fuck yourselves. Huh? Go fuck yourselves. Oh, and by the way, thank you, Benjamin. It certainly uh, got me off to a, a good start here. Okay. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> wow. Mark Incorvia has something to share, and uh, I'm ready to share it. I have a problem with being shamed into donating a dollar at the checkout of the grocery store. Just as I'm standing there waiting to swipe my card and get the hell out of there, the cashier loudly asks if I want to donate to whatever charity they're pushing that particular week. Everyone in line behind me is watching and listening to hear my response. Is he a generous soul or a reincarnation of Ebenezer Scrooge? After all, you cheap bastard, it's only a dollar. At first I thought, okay, it's just a buck. What the hell? Okay, I'll kick in a Susan B. so that the diabetic manatees or whatever they are begging for this week get the life-saving medicine they need to survive. But after a while, I began to think about it in the mega corporation grocery chain is in a much better position to help these poor manatees than me. Why don't they tell me as I'm checking out, thank you for your patronage and helping us and our investors rake in record profits this quarter. In appreciation, we here at the insert your grocery store name here are donating a dollar to Doctors Without Scruples or Save the Dung Beetles or Cataract Surgery for Homeless Blind Puppies. In your honor, huh? And what's worse is this phenomenon is spread to my drugstore, the pet supply store, and the hardware store. Son of a bitch. Leave us the fuck alone already. I just want to buy what I need and move the fuck on. So now, when asked this question, with a big smile, I look the cashier straight in the eye and politely say, eat shit and die in the corner. This has had the desired effect in that when confronting the same cashier again a few days, a week, or a month later, I've never been asked twice. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing, Mark. <laughs> God, cataract surgery for homeless blind puppies in your honor. Wow, homeless blind puppies. Here comes a very timely rant from Mary Schweigel. I work at a library in a southern city in Wisconsin with a population in the 60,000s. The political leanings tend to be more liberal. I love where I work, and for the most part, our patrons are incredible. Back in June, we had our annual LGBTQ plus display out because of Pride Month. One day, a patron came up to the service desks and said, I know we're supposed to love everyone, but the Bible says... It is an abomination against the Lord. Uh, let's rewind. 
I know we're supposed to love everyone, but it is an abomination against the Lord. Really? Really? She successfully contradicted herself in one sentence. Also, dare I say the Bible might contradict itself too. And it does, Mary. You are right. It does. Our library policy, and it should be at all libraries, is to have books for everyone because, hey, most everyone pays their taxes and they deserve to have access to the books they want to read. We have radical books, too, that say slaves had wanted to be slaves. If there's a book in a library that pisses you off, then we've done our job having something for everyone. This is what we say to the patrons who complain about or try to censure books. She came back multiple times throughout June and one day sucked an hour of a children's librarian staff's time. She claimed we never had any Christian displays. Oh, please. So many books we have on display are heterosexual, Christian, and white. This person is just so used to seeing their own values displayed, their eyes glaze over when they look at it. When June ended and the display came down, we never heard from them again. I'm really looking forward to them coming back next year and wasting our time only to disappear yet again. Thanks for listening to my rant, Lewis. Well, thanks for sending it in, Mary, and proving once again that we have lost our minds. Unbelievable. And and that people have forgotten library. It's a, it's, it's a separation of church and state, okay? Just because you think that, you know, it's an abomination against the Lord, then don't go to the library if you think those books are there, okay? Don't check one out. That's what you get to do. Other people uh, get to do what they want to do. I, it just is tiresome. We've been through this again and again and again. All right? There's a separation of church and state. I don't know what needs to be done in order to demonstrate this to people. I'm, and it, it, this really got me going, Mary. Thank you. Better than a cup of coffee, that's for sure. You have yourself a very fine day, Mary. Thanks for sharing. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me, Aha, Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salter. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast.